Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 70 of the Grumpy Girlfriend podcast with me, your host and certified life coach, Katrin Bandt. Yesterday, I had a great coaching session with my March group inside of the How to Enjoy Your Relationship coaching program, and I wanted to share some of what we discussed with you guys. Because this is a recurring topic that a lot of girlfriends really struggle with, and that I for sure struggled with as well a few years back. Not only do we spend a lot of time in our relationships fearing being left, cheated on, and lied to. This is standard. Of course we fear all of these things. But there's one thing that I think we fear maybe even more than being left, cheated on, and lied to. And that is being cheated on and lied to and then not finding out about it. What do you think? Is the fear of it happening the most intense fear? Or is the fear of it happening, you not finding out, and then finding out a year or two later, worse? Perhaps it's not about a hierarchy of fear and pain, but rather different flavors. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Why do we fear not finding out about something? Why do we fear not knowing? What is the difference between finding out right away and finding out a day, a month, or a year down the road? In order to explain these concepts as clearly as possible, I wanted to add a visual component to this episode. So, either while you're listening, or after you have finished, go to katrinbandcom forward slash 70. That is katrinbandcom forward slash 70. And check out the two graphics that I created to demonstrate what we will be talking about today. I will do my best to describe them as we go as well, but I think looking at them could be really helpful. Let's get started. The first thing we need to understand in order to explore this topic is how the world works and how our brains work. So the world outside of us, other people, our partners, all of it, they're all circumstances. What our partners do it all becomes a circumstance in our lives. A circumstance is something that isn't within our control. It's factual and completely neutral. A circumstance is not preloaded with objective emotions, thoughts, judgments, or behaviors. A circumstance just is. And a circumstance has zero impact on us. Our thoughts, our emotions, behaviors, and lives as a whole, until they enter our minds. Meaning, they cannot affect us until we have a thought about them. And as it relates to this topic, nothing can affect us if we don't know about it. If we haven't found out about it. Zero impact. Because we can't have thoughts about things that we don't know. Now, you might be thinking, but wait a minute. I can imagine things, and that can affect me a lot. Which, of course, is completely true. If this wasn't true, 
none of us would be here in the first place. But the emotional experience of thinking that someone has cheated on you or thinking that someone has passed away and actually finding out that it's true are very different, right? I can think that my partner is dead right now, but it doesn't really affect me that much because I, quote-unquote, know that he is not. If I were to find out that he is in fact dead, well, that would be a whole other story. And what's even more fascinating is that he could be dead right now. While I'm saying this into the microphone. But I don't know about that. So my brain just assumes that he is still alive, and therefore I'm not affected by it. If death in and of itself was sad or upsetting, then those emotions would enter my body the second my partner died, not the second I find out about it. So, your partner cheating on you or lying to you has zero impact on your life until you find out about it. You can trust your partner 100% while they're lying and cheating because your trust doesn't come from reality. It doesn't come from the circumstance. Your trust comes from your thoughts and your thoughts can be trusting even if the circumstance is that your partner is lying and cheating. Can you see how that works? So this is the first part of the graphic that I created. Your partner and other people put circumstances into the world through their actions. These circumstances don't make you feel anything until they enter your mind and you have a thought about them. Then your thought makes you feel an emotion that is aligned with the thought that you are thinking. When we say things like, I don't want to not find out about it, or I'm so scared of not knowing, or I refuse to be lied to for years, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense when we look at it through this lens, right? Because not knowing doesn't hurt. Not finding out about something isn't painful. Because you can't be in pain about what you don't know. This is why the saying, ignorance is bliss, is pretty accurate. What we don't know can't hurt us. Now, that's not necessarily an excuse to stay ignorant or avoid the truth, but that's a whole other topic. So, if not knowing and not finding out isn't painful or scary at all, what is it that we're actually fearing? What are we so afraid of? What is it about not finding out that will be so incredibly painful? Well, it actually has nothing to do with not finding out. It has everything to do with finding out. We have just gotten the two mixed up in our brains. So this brings us to the second graphic, which is a timeline. 
And this is what I share with my coaching clients very often. We we often talk about these timelines and how they impact us in our lives. On this specific timeline, we have the occurrence of the circumstance at a certain point in time. This is when your partner cheats on you in the world. And then we have a bunch of different options of when you find out about it, spread across the entire timeline. The different points of finding out that I have chosen to dive into are walking in on them and finding out right away, assuming this is the absolute first time it happens, meaning you find out exactly when the circumstance is taking place. The second is finding out a while later, let's say about a week after it happened. The third is finding out way later, which could be a year or five years into the future. And then there's the interesting fourth option, the option that most grumpy girlfriends are aiming for, and that is finding out about it before it happens. Picking up on all the signs, always being prepared, knowing with certainty that it will happen in the future. If we were to rank these points of finding out from most to least ideal, I think it would follow the timeline perfectly. Most ideal is finding out beforehand, then when it is happening, then as soon as possible afterwards, And least ideal is finding out way later. But why is that? If we really think about it, why is there a hierarchy of when a circumstance is supposed to enter our brains in relation to when it took place? Why is there a better or worse time for us to think a thought about a circumstance that has happened in the world. As we go through this, I want you to be able to hold two thoughts at once without necessarily making them fight each other. On one hand, we all get it. We all know why it's painful and sad and upsetting to find out your partner cheated on you years ago. All that time has passed and you didn't know. You loved them the entire time and they lied to you. So, no, I'm not ignoring that part. But I also want you to stay with me as we explore the facts of the situation. Because in the end, the key to your freedom and your happiness in your good relationship is understanding all of these concepts on an intellectual level. Understanding this will help you release your fear and learn how to enjoy the present moment so much more. So, to answer the previous question, why is there a hierarchy of when we have a thought about a circumstance in relation to when it took place? The answer is because our thoughts about that circumstance change with time. Remember how your feelings aren't coming from the circumstance. Well, time is also a circumstance. Time passing is circumstantial. Cheating today, yesterday, 
and five years ago are all neutral circumstances. How much time has passed since it took place does not make you feel anything without your brain's participation. So the only thing that changes between walking in on them and then finding out a week later and finding out a year later are your thoughts about it. And that is why your emotional experience would be so different if you walked in on them and if you found out years later. Because your thoughts about this neutral circumstance would be very, very different. As you can see on the timeline I created, I have highlighted the time between the circumstance of cheating and finding out a year into the future. This time period in between is not painful. It's not sad. It's not scary. It's just time passing. Time that is passing where you are not having thoughts about a specific circumstance. And since you're not having thoughts about it, you're not feeling anything about it either. So what is the difference between our thoughts on this timeline? Why is finding out before it happens or when it happens so much better than finding out a week or a year later? Here's what I think. If we walk in on them and our present moment circumstance is my partner is cheating on me right now. Remember, the time of occurrence is circumstantial too. Then the thoughts might be something along the line of I can't believe it. This is so disgusting. How could they? I'm going to break up with them. I'm never going to forgive them. I need to get out of here. I hate them. And so on. What emotions would you associate with those thoughts in that moment? Anger, maybe? Hatred? Heartbreak? Shock? None of which are necessarily pleasant emotions, right? Well, let's take a look at the next option. Finding out about a week later... Or maybe it's just a few days later. Your circumstance is now, my partner said they cheated on me a week ago. Okay, what thoughts do we have then? Perhaps something along the line of, what the hell is wrong with them? I can't believe they would do this to me. This whole week, I thought everything was fine. I hate them. I'm so disgusted. Why didn't I notice anything? Thank God they told me so soon so I can leave. Feelings? Shock, disbelief, heartbreak, disgust, sadness, confusion. By the way, I'm just making these thoughts and feelings up to demonstrate my point. You might have completely different thoughts and feelings in all of these examples, which is perfectly fine, but stay with me. Now, let's take a look at the nightmare scenario that we're all so afraid of. Finding out way in the future. Circumstance? My partner just said they cheated on me a year ago. How could I not have known? I can't believe I trusted them this entire time. I should have seen the signs. 
What the hell is wrong with me? How could I have spent all this time with such a disgusting, horrible person? I'm so disgusted by them and myself. I have been so nice to them all this time. I'm such a loser. Does everyone else know? Feelings? Shame. Guilt. Judgment. Disgust. Shock. Disbelief. Sadness. Heartbreak. Now, what about the ideal option? Why do we romanticize the option where we see it coming? Where we know that it's going to happen before it even happens? What's so much better about knowing ahead of time compared to finding out after the fact? Circumstance. My partner is going to, or wants to, cheat on me. Which, by the way isn't a very clean circumstance, because we would have to disclose how we know this. And even then, your partner cheating still isn't a circumstance until it happens. So the only circumstance we have is what we currently do know and can prove in a court of law. What might happen tomorrow is not a circumstance today. And this is, by the way, where most grumpy girlfriends get a bit confused. Because we act as if my partner is going to cheat on me is a legit circumstance, when all it is is uh, thoughts that we're having. But anyway, let's look at why we think this option is so ideal. What do we think if we quote-unquote know it's going to happen? I knew it. I saw it coming. I never trusted them. I picked up on all the signs. I was totally prepared for it. They did not fool me. Feelings? Anger? Pride? Relief? Certainty? And perhaps some sadness as well. But no shock. No disbelief or self-judgment. Can you see now why we think seeing all the signs and always being prepared is so much more attractive to our brains than trusting and then being taken off guard? Not because the circumstance is different, but because our thoughts are like night and day. Depending on where on the timeline the circumstance enters our brains, we have very different thoughts about that circumstance and about ourselves. And I think one of the absolute biggest fears that we have has nothing to do with our partners or the outside world. I think one of the biggest fears we have is how we're going to treat ourselves when bad things happen. The earlier I have a thought about the circumstance, the kinder I am to myself, the more grace I show myself, the more compassionate I am, the more time that passes between the occurrence and my thoughts, the worse I'm going to treat myself, the more I'm going to blame myself and beat myself up. And just to test this theory, I want you to imagine finding out that your partner cheated on you a year ago And 
you have to treat yourself the same way you would treat your best friend who just found out the same thing. You only get to love yourself, have your own back, care for yourself, and be kind. You only get to say, hey, you didn't know. You trusted and that says something good about you. This is not your fault. You are not responsible for the choices that your partner made. And I love you. If that was how you treated yourself when finding out about this circumstance, would it still be equally terrifying? Now, I'm not saying that self-love and compassion eliminates the pain. No, most of us want to be in pain about getting cheated on, regardless of where on the timeline we find out about it. That's the clean pain of the human experience that I spoke about in episode 66. So the sadness, grief, and heartbreak is going to be there either way. But if it's going to be there, whether we find out right when it's happening or a year later, do we really have to spend our time fearing the moment that we find out? Not knowing is not painful. Neither is not finding out. The reason we're so scared of it is because we know how we are going to treat ourselves depending on where on the timeline we are in relation to when it happened. And that is completely within our control. I decided some time ago that I refuse to treat myself like shit Just because a certain amount of time has passed between something happening and me finding out. And when I removed the part where I beat myself up and shame myself, it allowed me to shift my focus back to where it belongs. It allowed me to shift responsibility back to where it belongs in a situation like that if it were to happen. Because what happens is that when a certain amount of time has passed and we then find out, we very often start shifting responsibility and blame off of the partner who lied and cheated and onto ourselves for not finding out sooner. Enough of that. Your job is to love you. Responsibility for cheating and lying belongs to the person who did it whether it was yesterday or five years ago. So I want to encourage you to really examine how you treat yourself and how you speak to yourself and how you imagine you would treat yourself if you did find out about something long after it happened. If you can clean that up and commit to having your own back no matter what, the threat of not finding out or not knowing for a long period of time significantly decreases, which will allow you to stop constantly looking for signs that your partner is doing something wrong and will finally allow you to just enjoy the good relationship right now instead. If you enjoyed this episode, you're going to love working with me one-on-one inside of my eight-week coaching program. Go to katrinbandcom forward slash apply to apply for coaching today. I'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye.